Welcome to Fist of the Southside. My name is Chris, and this is my podcast on martial arts and self-defense. This episode, I want to cover a little bit on some basic techniques. If someone came to me and said, I can really only train for this weekend, or I can only do, you know, like once a week for a couple months, what would be the things that I would cover and try and help them learn? Um, just in, in case if you are in the similar situation or you're trying to learn some basic techniques on your own, what are the things I would have you focus on that are easy to learn and easy to practice on your own? And uh, as I said before, your two main strategies are to stun and run or to do serious damage. And so my first focus would be the things that you can use to stun and run because they're easy to learn. And, well, definitely there's things that you can do damage with them. It takes a little more practice, and uh, definitely some things you can look up online and sort of experiment with your friends and, and see about doing those later. So what are the things? The first thing I usually teach everyone is how to use a hammer fist. Um, hammer fist usually refers to one of two techniques, and uh, the one that I see sometimes people refer to is if you're hitting with the, uh, you know, you put your hand in the fist and basically you hit with the bottom of the fist as if you were slamming on the table. That is one method, but the method that I refer to, you actually use the bone in your wrist that's just a little further up. So your actual striking surface is around the wrist or a little ways up the forearm because the bone in your arm is actually much stronger than the bones in your, in your hand. There's a little less padding, so it hurts more. Um, and basically you just get a better striking surface. So hammer fists are one of the first things I teach because with a hammer fist technique, you can obviously strike people to the head. You could strike down their arms. If you actually have a weapon, you know, if you have some kind of blunt object, uh, you can hit with that. If you have a knife, you can obviously do some serious damage with it. Hammer fist techniques have a lot of crossover, and they're easy to learn. They're very gross movements. They don't require a lot of um, technique or a lot of skill to, to get the basic gist of it. And, of course, if you want to practice on your own, you could obviously get a hit pad. You could get a heavy bag. You could even hang something up off of your shower curtain and hit that. It's not too hard to learn your, your distancing. Hammer fists are very simple. And so that's the first thing I teach people. I teach people this rather than punching because it's actually easier to break your, you can break the bones in your hand or you can break your wrist if you punch wrong. Uh, punching actually involves some slightly complicated uh, alignment things to get used to. Even though punching is seen around the world, it also requires practice to do it right. And if you look up the term boxer's fracture, it happens to a lot of people who are even skilled at punching. So... I don't necessarily recommend the, the classic, you know, punch as the, the basic thing to learn. I start with hammer fists. So, easy thing, crosses well with weapons, very simple to go with. Second thing, palm strikes. Not palm strikes as in I hit you in the nose and then it goes into your brain and you die like shows up in the movies, but mostly palm strikes to the chin and not even like straight up, basically a cross like if you were slapping someone or like, you know, basically swatting someone with a paw. Because, one, you do get a good hit to the jaw that may stun or even knock some people out in some cases. But more importantly, you turn their head. If you turn someone's head, that gives you a chance to do more things. 
because they can't see what you're doing and you will not break your hand doing so. So these are the two hand techniques I teach people um, and they show up in a lot of martial arts. They're not hard to find and you know you can incorporate it with a lot of things you do. Same thing with that with you know that kind of palm strike also works pretty well with short weapons. Next, elbows. Elbows do a lot of damage. Elbows hurt. They're easy to learn, but the problem is is that a lot of people don't teach the proper ranging for them. You want to learn elbows early. A lot of martial arts actually don't show them to you until much later on. And I think part of it is just because they do have the potential to hurt a lot. And uh, a lot of martial arts just generally don't give you that close-in range fighting early enough. But elbows are great because you can use them even when someone has you up close. You can use them even in positions sometimes where someone has your arm locked up behind you. Or, you know, they basically have you in some kind of hold that normally your fists or your hands can't do something, but your elbows can certainly come through. So... Elbows are a good thing to learn. Um, you know, obviously, if you're just looking online, trying to figure stuff out for yourself, most of the videos you're probably going to find are going to be, uh, like, Muay Thai. Muay Thai does elbows. But, uh, you know, definitely other folks have it. I study Penjaxi a lot. We have a lot of elbows. Uh, good thing to learn. Gives you power. Hits hard, even if you're not a particularly strong person. Going in line with that, knees. You can throw knees and do a lot of damage. Um, the last serious quote-unquote fight I had was back in school, and uh, I need someone in the face, and that ended the fight. So knees, they can work. Um, you know, part of it's you're going to have to learn how to grab someone to bring them into a position where you can bring the knee in, but also understand that knees are very effective even in ground fighting. Um, there's definitely positions where someone is grappling on the ground and you could still drive a knee into them. And uh, those are things you're going to have to be careful with and play with, but knees are a very effective tool. Elbows and knees are very good close range fighting. And uh, having those in your arsenal definitely helps you. And they don't require tons and tons and tons of training to use effectively. Like, you can be unskilled, like I was in school, and still really fuck someone up. So... Those are basically the basic striking techniques. Maybe the other thing I would maybe add to at the extra striking on top of that is a good old-fashioned foot stomp. If you break someone's foot, they uh, probably will not be able to chase you. And the nice thing is the foot stomp goes right in hand with the knee. Knee up, stomp down. You know, knee up, stomp down. It's a nice one-two and uh, can do a lot. So those are basic techniques that allow you to stun someone and run. They do not give you a full gamut of grappling. They do not give you a full gamut of using weapons, um, which are things that I would also, you know, I would at least cover some basics of weapons. But if you're just like, hey, I have a short time to learn with people, or I'm forced to try and sort of cobble it together on my own, those are the techniques I would point you to to start with. Um, if you had, if you were good with those techniques, and, you know, the only other thing I would start adding on after that would be learning falling techniques, which, you know, you want to find someone who does judo or aikido who can show you those. You're not going to learn those from a video. And uh, a little bit of grappling, you know, a little bit of grappling. The grappling, um, you know, currently we focus all on ground grappling, but the grappling I'm thinking of, you know, 
is not just ground, it's also like twisting someone's elbow, basically doing stuff standing to ground and a focus on getting to and from the ground quickly and easily, which is something that more the combative arts do. Uh, because being on the ground, you can't move very fast. And if you can't move very fast and there's more people coming after you, you're in trouble. And obviously you're going to have to take these techniques and these ideas and modify it according to your physical capability. Um, I definitely have friends with bad legs or hips who they know that if they fall, they're not getting back up. And that's, that's the unfortunate reality of their situation. Like they're not getting back up, you know, without a couple minutes of help. So that means for them, I would be focusing on like, well, okay, let's first focus on what you can do without falling, you know, that will still keep your balance. Then we'll focus on what's like, if you do fall, you know, how to take the fall better and then what your options are now. So obviously while I'm talking about this, this basic idea, this assumes this is someone who's, you know, physically, uh, without disability or mobility issues. If you do have those, you know, or if you maybe you have arm issues, you may not be able to do all these techniques, or you might be able to only do some of the techniques from one side and not from the other. So these are all things to take into consideration. Don't force yourself to do things that aren't going to work for your body, but understand this is how your body works and what can you do with it? And, you know, I mean, when I was, when I got into judo, when I was a kid, there was one guy there who was, um, mentally disabled. And, you know, one of his arms was basically kind of permanently stuck against his chest. He could still throw and scissor lock you all day. And it took me a year and a half before I could sometimes beat him. And that was mostly because I weighed more than him at that point. Otherwise, like skill wise, he's just amazing. He'll throw you, he'll, he'll, he'll just take you out. So some physical limitations are things that people can still work around and work within and become an expert. Um, you know, I'm not going to tell you every possible limitation is something that you can overcome easily or whatever, but some of them you can still do stuff with. And again, we're talking about self-defense and the motto I keep saying is self-defense is whatever makes you safer. So if you are working with limitations and you're, you're able to find ways to maximize within those limitations, if it's helping make you safer, that's really all that matters. You know, not everyone has to be Bruce Lee out here. You can, you can certainly do certain things with whatever you have. And if it made you safer, that's all that matters. So, um, those are some basic techniques. Uh, I would definitely say with all these techniques, consider what happens if you add a stick, consider what happens if you add a knife into your hand, uh, what happens if you have a flashlight, you know, all these different tools, you know, think about what you could do with them. Hammer fist translates very nicely. It's part of the reason like a lot of the Filipino arts uh, transfer their hand techniques and their, their weapon techniques uh, very easily back and forth because they're using the same angles and same movements. Um, many other styles do similar things and it lets you get the gross movement in, then you can, you know, specialize according to whatever tool you're using. And that's the thing is if you don't have a lot of time to practice, you're not going to get a lot of time to get very, you're not going to get a chance to like specialize and kind of learn the intricacies. You just want the gross. Does it work pretty well? And, uh, this is where, again, I point back to like first aid, you know, first aid is definitely not as good as, you know, being a full trauma doctor, but apply pressure to a bleeding wound works pretty good. It's what you're going to do most of the time. And it's going to help more than nothing. So in the same sense, a lot of these techniques, 
they're not the end-all be-all, but they're simple techniques and they help pretty well and they're easy to learn and they don't require tons and tons and tons of training to, to use effectively. You just need a little bit of training so that you can get the body mechanics right and, you know, play around with it once in a while. But, you know, they're simple enough that you can keep them in you and not have to constantly refresh it and constantly have to condition. Obviously, you do get better benefits if you get more training, but if you don't, these are things that will still work for you. So if you're out there just trying to figure out what are things I should focus on if I only have a short amount of time to train, or if I can't get a hold of a good you know, school, what videos should, be, what should I be pulling from videos and stuff, you get that set of striking tools and you practice them pretty well. You know, practice with a friend, you know, obviously don't beat the crap out of your friend, like, like practice your distance, practice your timing, practice your range, get a hit pad or get like, um, you know, get something that you can hit hard that's not going to injure, injure your training partners and you can work with that and still get something from it. So that's a base set of tools that you can use and, uh, you know, go ahead and practice and be safe out there.